الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters we are approaching the month of ramadan we already discussed a few weeks back the importance of the preparation for the month of ramadan one of the aspects of the preparation was that we should be also making the dua that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam made allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa ballighna ramadan we discussed that in some length and also the very important part of the preparation was the clean up that we have to clean the utensil of our heart out in order to be able to receive the pure milk of the rahmat of the month of ramadan the barakat of the month of ramadan and all the various blessings that come in that mubarak time in order to be able to take it in we first need to clean out the utensil of our heart like a person wishes to pour something in some glass in some cup then he first looks inside it's clean if it's not clean he first washes it out and after washing it out now he pours what he wants to pour So likewise we need to clean our hearts out. And the most important thing to clean our hearts out of is guna, sin, disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنَا Allah Ta'ala says, give up the outward sins also and the inward sins also. Both types of sins. The outer sins, person is committing some haram, the person is speaking lies the person is stealing something the person is backbiting the person is using the eyes wrongly looking at haram the person is going to haram places whatever outward sins they may be and the inner sins the sin of pride of arrogance of jealousy of malice of hatred of all the various other ailments of the heart the outer sins and the inner sins everything we have to give up solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. There are many sins which a person may think that how am I ever going to give this up? This is something very difficult for me. If I don't give up the sin, then it will seem like I won't be able to live. This is the type of fears shaitan puts in a person's mind. That how are you going to give this up? For so many years you are on this mix-it, and on this facebook and all these things and now suddenly you going to give this up stop chatting with all this ghair mahrams and stop looking at all this haram and how is going to happen you how, your life will be such a misery shaitan puts these kind of fears in a person's heart and mind a shaitan yaidukum al faqra wa ya'murukum bil fahsha when a person wants to be generous and spend in the path of allah taala Then Allah Ta'ala says, Shaitan then brings the fear of poverty in a person's heart. That you're going to spend all this, what's going to get left by you? How you are going to then survive? And how are you going to enjoy all the comforts? So don't spend too much. And what if tomorrow something happens? And what if tomorrow everything gets lost? Then 
at least you got these other things you can make use of it. Shaitan will put all these kinds of thoughts in the mind. So with regards to generosity, Shaitan will have all these thoughts. With regards to other things, Shaitan will have some other thoughts. So this will carry on. That Shaitan will instill these fears that how you gonna your life will be so dry and so miserable. All this is from Shaitan. Whereas the person when he gives up sin, then he starts realizing what is the enjoyment of life. What is the meaning of peace? What is the meaning of happiness? And when a person will start getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, the person will happily give up the sin. He won't require somebody to then encourage him to give up the sin. He will happily give up the sin. The example that Hazrat Mawla Abraal Haqsaab Rahmatullahi used to give, which Hazrat Mawla Mazhar Sahib Dan Barakatuh, who was present in our country, he gave this example last night. And he mentioned that when a person starts getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, starts acquiring taqwa, and how this taqwa comes? By associating with the righteous. Association with the righteous is that we link up ourselves to somebody who is pious, who is righteous, whoever we feel that will be able to give us the guidance, whoever we feel compatible and comfortable with in terms of guidance and in terms of the correct direction. And together with that, also the association with the pious is by means of their kitabs, their books, their talks, whether it's on CD, etc. The talks of the Ahlullah. Unfortunately, we are listening to too many talks nowadays, but we are not concerned about listening specifically to the talks of the Ahlullah. Alhamdulillah, we have a wealth of CDs, etc. available in the form of the talks of Hazrat Mawana Yunusab Rahmatullah and others, whether it is from overseas, the Akabir from overseas, the Akabir who come from time to time to our country, the local senior Akabir and Ahlullah and Mashaykh that we have in our country, and many of these people's talks are available on their websites, etc. So, listen to these things, and listen not for the sake of seeing what's new, or what I didn't hear before. Listen with the niyat of imbibing that darde dil, that love of Allah Ta'ala that is in their heart, which is transmitted via their words, via their voice, via their writing, via their words. That darde dil comes along, that love of Allah Ta'ala comes along. So listen with that niyad. Many a times we want to listen for the enjoyment of the ear. It must sound nice. It must sound exciting. It must be entertaining. As a result, we come out with nothing after that. All we come out with is with entertainment. The speaker might be pouring his heart out. But we have listened to that talk with the intention of being entertained. It might not be so direct. That intention might, might not be so formal and so direct. But behind the heart, this is lurking. That how can I get entertained? This will be exciting, Bayan. This person speaks in a very... Uh, he's a real orator and he can really sway the crowd. In one minute I'll be laughing, one minute I'll be crying. So it's really enjoyable and you really, you know, you carried away for that time. We went to sit down there to get carried away like entertainment. So we get entertained and we come out there after entertained. And then, like just recently we were talking about that the incident of Mi'raj now will be discussed 
in the month of Rajab, many people discuss the incident in the various programs. Then that 27th of Rajab will come and this will be discussed at length. So in many places, many masjids, other programs, maybe one and a half, two hours, three hours bayan might take place. But in some places, the people also just go there for the sake of just now because it's a program. And some specifically will choose where it will be something very exciting. So they go and get excited and get entertained. And they hear about the entire incident of Mi'raj and are really thrilled about it. And indeed, the Mi'raj of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that was the greatest miracle after the Quran Sharif that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. But then, after having heard all this, the gift of Mi'raj, which was Salah, so the person sat till late in the night, 11 o'clock maybe, and went very late to sleep because he was listening to the whole incident of Mi'raj, and then Fajr is gone. In the bayan, the person was actually swaying, subhanallah, wah wah, what a bayan. And, but he went there for the excitement, he went there for the entertainment. The speaker might have been pouring his heart out with sincerity, but this person's choice was based on entertainment. So he swayed and he was entertained and he was very excited and he really enjoyed the bayan and then he carried on sleeping Fajr time. So what lesson did he learn from the mes- message of Mi'raj? The gift of Mi'raj, the salah that Allah Ta'ala blessed us with. What did this person learn then? He carried on sleeping through Fajr. So that is of no use that a person goes to get entertained somewhere. The niyat must be to acquire the darde dil. And this will come by listening to the talks of the Ahlullah. Those who have that darde dil. Otherwise, oration in itself, then there are some people with suit and tie will give you a lesson, a very flowery lesson on sunnat. A clean-shaven person with a suit and tie may be able to deliver a real oration on sunnat. But what is this going to benefit you or me or anybody or himself if he doesn't have the sunnat in his life? So we should be listening to the talks of the Ahlullah and restrict ourselves to this. That we listen with the niyat of ta'zim, with the niyat of bringing the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in our heart and of bringing the love of Allah Ta'ala in our heart, whether it is something that is delivered in a very dramatic manner or whether it is something that is maybe not so dramatic, that is not of essence, that is not the main issue. The main issue is that something must come in our heart which must then translate into action and it must bring us closer to Allah Ta'ala. And it must take us away from guna. It must take us away from sin. That is the object and that is the purpose. So we drifted from what we were discussing. We were talking about the Hazrat Mawla Abra al-Haqsa that he gave this example that when a person acquires taqwa and we discussed from this we diverted and uh, went on to the discussion of how to acquire this taqwa that we associate with the pious by listening to their talks, by reading their kitabs, and by linking ourselves up by means of letter, etc., to somebody who we feel will be able to direct us and guide us, and who will be able to take us closer to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So in any case, when a person starts moving closer to Allah Ta'ala in this way, then automatically the person starts giving up sin. Now this is the entire preparation for Ramadan we are talking about. That we have to clean our utensil of the heart and the utensil of our physical being. 
from guna, from sin. And then we'll find the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala descending. Then we'll find that this hard dil when Ramadan will come, something will come in. Because now the dirt is out. Then when Ramadan goes, we'll find that there has been a transformation. There's been a complete changeover. There's been an overhaul of the heart. So, when a person starts getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, then the person starts getting happy to give up sin. At the moment, shaitan is putting these thoughts that, Inna Lillah, what are you trying to think about? You're going to uh, give up this, what kind of life you're going to have? So the example is, like a person now, maybe he's working in some government department or whatever, and he's taken a big bribe from somebody. They came and gave him 100,000 rands. So now he took that 100,000 rands and he is now coming home with it. And somebody comes quickly and they, or they phone him, they send him a message or whatever, that, uh, that bribe that you have taken, those notes that was actually all the numbers and the serial numbers were all recorded. And now there is a trap, that was a trap set for you. And the CIDs are behind you. And they are going to catch you anytime. They got this evidence. As soon as they get you with this evidence, you are gone. And tomorrow is going to be splashed on the first pages of the newspapers and you are going to be totally disgraced. Now what happens to this person? He is looking out of his window and the first manhole that he sees which is uncovered, he actually from his heart, he is thanking the person who stole the manhole cover. Somebody stole the manhole cover which is a common thing. So he saw that open manhole and he's thanking the person from his heart also that you made my life easy. And he dumps that entire 100,000 rands into that sewer. And it's gone, it's washed away. And he's feeling so relieved. Ask him that, are you happy to throw this away or are you sad you threw it away? You see, he's very relieved. He's very happy he managed to find that place to throw it away. And he washed it down the sewer. Because now he got saved. His izzat got saved. And he got saved from getting arrested. Because now there's no evidence. And now he then, from inside his heart, he says, I'm never going to touch another bribe again. That I got just saved. Likewise, when a person starts getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, then the person is happy to throw all the sins away in that sewer. And he feels relieved. He is not in any way then uh, sad about it. That why did I give it up? He is thrilled about it. Because now he starts tasting that peace of mind. He starts tasting that Sukoon, that itminan, that serenity, that peace. He's happy about it. So this is what we have to work towards. That we give up this guna. From now, Ramadan is not far off. We have to start preparing immediately. We should have been preparing already. And Alhamdulillah, many would have already engaged in all this. But now to do this with more fervor. That we start giving up all the gunas in our life. Otherwise the month of Ramadan will come. And the person has not yet unstuck himself from all these things. So he's still stuck to the mixit. He's still stuck to the Facebook. He's still stuck to all the other haram things. Now the month of Ramadan came. The first day maybe the person got a little bit of josh. But by the second day already these things are still stuck onto the person. But the person is stuck onto them. So he says, but how can I give it up now? Uh, the month of Ramadan also then carries on in that same way. And the person now, between the rakats of Tarawi also, the person is getting mixed up in the mixed too. And during that time, that person is fasting also, the person is defacing himself on Facebook too. 
and whatever else haram carries on allah forbid and everything becomes a bahut bari musibat the bbm if it is used correctly then it is something that is fine but otherwise it becomes a bahut bari musibat bbm bahut bari musibat very big calamity so what is required is that a person has to now become conscious that i have to give up sin and when the consciousness of allah taala will develop as a result of taqwa now the person will very be be very happy to give up sin now the month of ramadan will come the month of taqwa will come and now when this taqwa develops the consciousness of allah taala comes and this is what is the missing factor the missing link the consciousness of allah taala one person came to one buzrug and he said but i can't give up this sin how am i going to give it up this is very very difficult for me i can't give it up and uh, you want me to walk through this bazaars and uh, not look at any haram not look at how these people are dressed and not get attracted and not get distracted how am i going to do it it can't happen i don't know what which world you are living in you to keep talking about this must give it up it can't happen how can it happen i have to walk through these places every day and i can't keep my eyes away so buzruk said okay very well i'll i'll tell you about that but one condition i got one work first you must first do my work and then i'll give you the secret of how to give up all these sins so he said very well i'm at your service you tell me what work to do whatever you want me to do i'm ready to do it so he said very well there's one person living on the other end of town i want you to go and just deliver this cup of milk he very well what's a big deal about that i will go i will deliver it and come he said no but there's some condition behind it also the condition is that you must not drop one bit of it don't let one drop also fall anywhere he said fine no problem he said but one more thing one more condition that i'm going to send one person along with you because i want this to reach properly every drop must get there to the person i'm sending it to not one drop must fall anywhere and this person is going to come along and anyway one single drop falls you're going to be walking through the bazaar through the busy streets as soon as one single drop he sees falling he's going to be carrying the shoe along in his hand he's going to knock the shoe on your head two times so in front of everybody he's going to hit you with the shoe on your head so he said okay fine i will be very careful i'll make sure nothing drops so he then gave him this cup of milk and he filled it to the brim filled it to the brim and told now you take it and go and told that person to walk behind him with the shoe in his hand now this person took that cup very very carefully and he walked very carefully and eventually he got to the other end of town through all the busy streets and bazaar and everything and he got through to the other end where the person he was supposed to go and deliver it to and then he delivered it and then he came back very happy so the buzurg asked him what happened he said mashallah alhamdulillah i got through the entire way without making one drop fall he said alhamdulillah not one drop fell so he said how did okay tell me now today when you walked through the bazaar and through the busy streets how many people you looked around at all kinds of people were walking all around you some in every kind of shamelessness that you can think about walking like animals half naked and lost all their shame and haya and modesty and which is a natural thing in a human being 
that haya, haya demands and requires, or haya, actually, there's a inner dictate of haya. The inner dictate of haya is to cover. A person wishes to keep oneself covered. That is a dictate of haya. And when haya is lost, then that dictate of, that, that feeling from within, that demand from within that I should cover myself, and the more I can cover, the better. And especially in front of any rare mahram, then I should cover myself almost totally. Only what is absolutely essential to keep uncovered, otherwise totally I'll cover myself. That is the demand of haya from within, from within the person, that demand is there. Nobody needs to encourage it. And to the extent that haya breaks down, to that extent this demand dies off from within. Then the demand of uncovering comes. There's a demand to uncover. How can I try and uncover myself? Just try to now keep it within the boundaries that nobody then starts telling me something openly or directly. But how can I uncover to the maximum? So if I can't uncover too much in some other way, then how can I make it tighter? How can I make it more revealing? Maybe the fabric now must become thinner. Or it must become more body-hugging. Na'uzu billahi min zalik. Allah ta'ala forbid and Allah ta'ala save us. This is now because haya has died down. So this becomes the taqaza. This becomes the demand from within. To uncover. Haya, the dictate and demand of that was to cover. Then the, in various ways, then the round necks will become v-necks. And the everything else will then start shortening. And then if somebody is wearing a dress below the knees, then they'll be wearing like the great-grandmother's elder sister's dress. And if it is much shorter and it is way up, then it is in style, then it is fine. Otherwise it is like you're dressing up like an you know, old lady now. You've got no style in you. So this is all the demand of behayai. When haya has died down, then this all becomes a demand. So, in any case now, this incident we are talking about, that this person now came back, very happy. So, Buzuruk asked him now, when you went along, today how many people you saw around? He said, Are, I didn't see anybody. I walked through everybody and I didn't see anybody. He said, how come? Every day you walk through and you can't keep your eyes away from looking at all the haram. And how come today you walk through without everybody is there, the same people, same kind of situation, the same kind of shamelessness, and you walk through without casting any wrong glance anywhere? He said, well, I had this person walking behind me. And I was worried if I'm going to let one drop also spill, he will give me hiding on my head with that shoe in front of everybody. I'll become a, it'll be such an embarrassment. I'll be disgraced in front of everyone. Look at this person. He's catching a hiding in the busy street. People are knocking him on his head with a shoe. So as a result of being conscious about that, I walked through this whole bazaar without spilling one drop. So when he mentioned this, the sheikh told him that this you were worried about getting disgraced in front of people because somebody's going to hit you on your head with a shoe. So that consciousness made you so careful that you didn't bother looking left or right, you didn't bother looking at who's coming and who's going and how, who is dressed, you were conscious that I must save myself from disgrace. I mustn't get disgraced by getting hiding here in front of everybody. 
So this consciousness and this worry of that you mustn't get disgraced kept you going very well, kept you going straight, kept your eyes on what you were holding, that I mustn't look anywhere else, otherwise I'm going to spill something here. And as a result, you walked very carefully. And you didn't look left and right, you didn't commit one haram glance. So if you will become conscious that if Allah Ta'ala, if I displease Allah Ta'ala, and I cast these lustful glances around, I look at haram, I think of haram, then Allah Ta'ala may disgrace me in this dunya, in the akhirat. So as a result of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, now too you will not look left and right. You will not look at anything haram. So you need to develop this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So this was that lesson that we can develop this consciousness, but we often have it for the sake of the world only. We have to develop this love of Allah Ta'ala and become conscious of Allah Ta'ala. We'll become conscious of Allah Ta'ala, then it'll become a very easy thing to obey Allah Ta'ala. But unless that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala is not there, that taqwa hasn't come, that fear of Allah Ta'ala hasn't come, then we will be continuing in doing whatever we want, looking at what we want, mixing ourselves up in whatever we want, mixing up with whichever company we feel like, then dealing with others how we want. Because we won't be bothered about Allah Ta'ala. We won't be bothered about the day of Qiyamah, that what kind of disgrace will come on that day, what kind of disgrace may come in this very world as a result of our sin. We don't think about that at that time then. Because the person is not conscious of Allah Ta'ala. So right now we have to start developing this consciousness. Develop this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and we start giving up sin immediately. Start listening to the talks of the Ahlullah. Listen to the talks, the series that we have of Hazrat Muhammad the kitabs that we have of his, of other Akabir and become conscious of, of this Start developing this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, this greatness of Allah Ta'ala in our heart, this yaqeen of Allah Ta'ala, and this love of Allah Ta'ala to come down in our heart, then see how this takes us forward. Then see how this will, it will become easy for us to give up all this sin. So, this preparation for Ramadan is what we were talking about. We need to become very, very serious about it. Don't take it casually. Well, Ramadan will come, then we'll worry about it. No, it doesn't happen like that. We have to start preparing from now. And this is the biggest preparation that we start giving up sin. So let us actually start planning. Write down. I have these problems in my life. Write it down. In a small note for yourself. Note it down. Make this physic a, a, an effort. Don't do it something casually. Like a person writes down the list, I need to buy this and buy that. Or a person, there's some occasion coming up, so the person starts writing down, I need to do this, I need to do that, whatever else. So now we need to get to Allah Ta'ala. We need to develop taqwa in our life. We need to give up all the wrongs in our life. So let us take it seriously. Put down that list. I got problem one, problem two, problem three. These are the things in my life. I need to give up these things. Now How? So, okay, what is the priority? These are the things that are most serious in my life. I need to give this up. How am I going to give it up? Okay, let me take advice from somebody. So, let me take the advice. Let me start reading up something that deals with this. Or listen to some talk of some Allah's wali that deals with this. Let me find out which lessons are available. 
the topics will be available in the websites, etc. We, but again, this website thing, this is something which we have to be very careful about. And if we have ever gone on some haram via the internet, then we stay away from it. We ask somebody else to download it, put it on CD for us, and listen to that. If some instrument, some vice, uh, some instrument has taken us to vice, the internet, the cell phone, whatever, if some instrument has taken us to vice, then we stay away from that. It has all its uses, all its benefits. But if we got trapped into vice via that instrument, then we have opened the door of slipping up in that direction. Then we stay away from it. We don't touch it. There will be some mujahada. But when we make that mujahada, we will receive mushahada. To the extent that we will make the sacrifice, we will receive the love of Allah Ta'ala. And the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. And then Allah Ta'ala will open the way out for us. So, we nevertheless acquire the CDs of the Akabir of Hazrat Muhammad and others. And we listen to that with the same intention that we discussed earlier. The intention of gaining the love of Allah Ta'ala. The intention of gaining the fear of Allah Ta'ala. Of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Of developing the sifat of iman in ourselves. With this niyat, with the niyat of practicing on what we will hear. Otherwise, it will just be entertainment and excitement. So, with this in mind, we will make this effort. We will sacrifice. We will get reading up what is the correct thing correct things, listening to the correct things, taking advice, taking the direction from somebody, inshallah we'll find that slowly but surely we will start moving in the correct direction, we will be able to give up all the guna, all the sins, we will be able to give up the haram and we will be happy to give it up. We will not ever be then grieving or sad over having given up those sins because then we'll realize that what an ailment that was. And a person gets shifa from some ailment, the person got cured from cancer, the person got cured from some other very severe disease, the person's heart is filled with shukar, alhamdulillah. Ya Allah, you gave me shifa from this. More shukar than getting cured from cancer, and more shukar than upon getting cured from a brain tumor, and more shukar than getting cured from various other diseases and ailments, a person will make shukar upon getting cured from guna. Because these ailments at the most will stay with the person until a person is in this dunya. Once that person passes away, then the effects of that cancer are gone, the effects of that brain tumor are gone, the effects of the TB is gone, the effects of every other illness is gone. But the effects of the ailment of guna will carry on. It will come in the qabr, it will come on the day of qiyamat, and it will affect a person's akhirat. So that is the very serious disease, that is the most serious ailment. So when a person will make shukr upon getting cured from the ailments of this dunya, he'll make more shukr upon cure from that ailment that affects the akhirat as well. So we have to therefore become very, very alert, very concerned, make dua to Allah Ta'ala. This month of Ramadan is coming daily at least once. We should be making once a day two rakats, nafil namaz, salatul tawba, salatul haja, and beg Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, make this Ramadan a different Ramadan in my life, a Ramadan that will become a means of transforming my life for the better, a Ramadan that will become a means of gaining your nearness, a Ramadan that will become a means of gaining your love, a Ramadan that will become truly the Ramadan that brings taqwa in my life. 
from now. Now this is a thirst. We are showing talab to Allah Ta'ala by making at least this, how long the two rakats will take us? Once a day. Once a day, two rakats namaz and then dua for a few minutes. Five minutes. All this together will take five minutes a day. So out of that 1,400 and some minutes, we dedicated 500, five minutes in a day and we are showing Allah Ta'ala our thirst, our talab. And this itself will develop that enthusiasm. Then we are reading Fazail Ramadan to also further encourage us to develop this consciousness in us. By the time the month of Ramadan will come, inshallah, we will be ready for it. Because we have increased our amal, our tilawat has increased, our zikr has increased, our du'as have increased, our nafil namaz has increased. So when the month of Ramadan come, we will now be at a, in a peak condition to now increase even further. And then when that Ramadan passes in this way, inshallah, summa inshallah, we will find that we will have transformed ourselves. Allah Ta'ala's fazal. With Allah Ta'ala's karam and his fazal, there will be a transformation in our lives. And we would have now gained the nearness of Allah Ta'ala, the closeness of Allah Ta'ala, the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So this is that focus that we should have, that frame of mind we should develop, and in particular the aspect of this guna, that we give up guna, we give up sin, give up this masiyat, this disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Don't take this, just by the way, let us undertake this exercise for our own purposes, write down what I need to get out of my life. Problem one, problem two. Now after the two rakats namaz we will make every day, specifically make dua, Ya Allah, help me to get rid of these sins from my life. Sin number one, mention it. This, get this out of my life. Ya Allah, move this out of my life. Ya Allah, I am very weak. I can't take anything out. But Ya Allah, with your help it will come out. Ya Allah, you bless me with your, your rahmat, your maghfirat, and give me that himmat, that courage, to give up all these haram things. Then inshallah we'll find the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala coming. We make the dua, we make the effort. The effort also we spoke about, we make that effort as well. And then inshallah we see how the doors will get opened out for us. And the barakat of Allah Ta'ala will come. We'll find that peace in the mind and heart. We'll find that happiness, that sukoon. And all we'll find how shaitan's threats, all the threats that shaitan made, how futile it was, how baseless it was. It was just dungeons in the air. Some people build castles in the air. And others build dungeons in the air. Some people build castles in the air. They make big, big plans. I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. It's all in the air, nothing. The person doesn't have true sense to rub against one another. And the person is already building a palace. So there's all castles in the air. Likewise, shaitan puts these dungeons in the air. If you give up the sin, oh, your life is going to be a misery. You're going to have a very dry life. And all these kinds of things, it's just all threats from shaitan. When we will move closer to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will then move out all these things, all these fears, all these baseless thoughts from our minds, and we will truly enjoy happiness, peace, serenity, which the Ahlullah talk to us about, and which they tell us about, we will then inshallah also taste that reality. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of focusing ourselves, just to summarize what we were discussing, that the month of Ramadan is coming, we have to prepare for it, and the main preparation is giving up guna and acquiring taqwa. And what is going to be the process that we associate with the pious? Even among our friends, others, family members, we associate with those who are pious. And in particular, we take advice, take direction and guidance from those who we think will be able to guide us, will be able to help us. And we also read the kitabs of the Ahlullah, listen to their talks, 
with the specific intention of improving our lives, of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, with that intention in mind, and with the intention of giving up all haram and all sin. So when we will undertake this process, and we will take the guidance and advice, together with that we will engage in dua, we will engage in nafil namaz and beg Allah Ta'ala, then in dua, then Allah Ta'ala will open the way for us, and we'll find that this month of Ramadan that will come inshallah, we will find the great blessings and benefits of that becoming a reality and our lives will be transformed for the better. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu. Rabbana walamna anfusana wa illam takhfil lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين